The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We have a lighthearted, lesbian-centric episode for you today. You're in luck if you're looking for laughter and levity to just inject some, you know, humor into these historically challenging times. We now present a real lesbian couple, that's us, answers your questions. Welcome to the podcast where it's all about living your love story and making your life and world a story where love wins. My name is Sienna. And my name is Toast. We've been partners in life, love, and music since 2001. Welcome to our podcast. Hey guys. Hey. Thanks so much for joining us. So I have to say, we're just cracking ourselves up a little bit because... We're realizing how hard it is to come up with what we call banter these days. You know, normally we like to share some exciting thing or funny thing that is actually going on in our lives. Something semi-interesting. You know, like, oh, you know, we like went to the tulip. starter. Like, we went to the tulip festival or, oh, my God, it was just so beautiful there, whatever. But because we're like five months into self-quarantine, we don't go any. We're like not, I mean, you know, I mean, like last week's episode was an example. We made an episode out of cleaning our house. <laughs> like, like we literally five minutes prior to this. Guys, folks, if you're listening, five minutes prior to this, Sienna and I sat here. Looking at each other, pitching ideas to each other about what we could talk about. And every time we said something, the other person The other person was like, That's boring. Like that's not interesting. Oh, your sister in law made masks for us. That's actually not interesting. Stop it Here's... for a moment. I need to stop it for a moment. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. I just did not want to subject you all to the continued cackle. Um, but yeah, that has like to have been not... a record. That's the most laughing we have ever done 
in one contiguous segment <laughs> on this um, podcast. But it's true. It's like, what are we, what have we been doing? Like, even one recently, we did receive a free imperfect produce box, but that's not interesting at all. That's not interesting at all. But, but it was the most interesting thing that happened in our lives it, in the it, past week. It was. They delivered to the wrong address. They said, oh, keep it. We tried to actually deliver it to the person. We went to their house to leave it outside. We found the address of the house. But the house is for sale. No one's there. So anyways. And so then didn't you feel said, a little... Oh, just keep it. But then didn't you feel a little weird keeping their groceries? Because didn't it feel no. personal? No. Like, well, what were they going to make? Oh, my gosh, no. So you're overthinking it. <laughs> Try to dramatize it and make it more interesting than it really was. I felt a oh little my weird. Gosh. And I was trying to think. I was I was thinking, like, I wonder what they were going to make. Hmm. You were making yourself feel weird. Yeah, I was making myself feel weird. Okay. Oh, let me have a sip of beverage. You know, we're going to look back on these days. You know Let's all survive. Let's all survive this time and be able to look back on this time and tell stories about things that only, you know, could happen under these circumstances. That's what I say. I'm sorry. That, that burst was inappropriate, but I hear what you're saying. You know what I mean. This is- <laughs> and I, pro- I sound, I probably sound more serious than I really am because you can't see my face. So, anyway, <clears throat> all right. I think I have a serious. Do you think I have a serious sounding voice? You? I- yeah. I think people maybe misinterpret my intention sometimes because I try to. Oh yeah. Because if you my say voice that, is- then yes, your yeah. tone. Yeah, yeah, my tone. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's a good segue into our topic for lesbian couples, because I'm sure couples, whether lesbian or not, understand the difficulty with the tone of voice that one uses. Yes. Yes. That a partner has. But that might cross to heterosexual <clears throat> oh, yeah. people. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's <clears throat> yeah, for couples I kind of, of exhausted myself a bit there. I'm okay, though. I'm okay. All right. So Sienna's going <sighs> to lead this. Oh, I am. Yes, yes because am. you have written because the notes. Because you haven't. Okay. All right. So we are going to go down a list of questions that lesbians, ourselves, have been asked at one time or another. And it could be a question you might have inside yourself wondering about lesbians. So here or we go. Or that you yourself have been asked as true a lesbian or a queer person. True. Okay. First question. When did you first know... You were gay or liked girls. I first knew, and this is in hindsight, but I first knew I would say around probably I was seven years old or so. Oh, that was a little girl down the street. That's right. Okay. Yes. I thought it was before that, wasn't it? The little girl who lived basically three houses away. Isn't that so interesting? But how young you were, you know? Like yeah. how some people know so young. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I also, I think, had sparks of knowing, mm-hmm. I would say, in junior high. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, 
but I didn't know in a way that felt applicable to it would affect my real life. Like there are consequences that I'm going to have to deal with in my real life because of how I feel. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I didn't know in that way, in that really scary, real way until 18, 17, maybe 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Like it took that long to really face it, you know, head on and, and all of that. Yeah. It's, it's different, right? Like how do you define no? Because you can, we have so many different levels of knowing. Yeah. Maybe I'm overthinking it. I think so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm overthinking it? No, actually, you you're think- not. You're not. Because I'm like, yeah, when did you know and what does no mean? Okay. So like, you're no, agreeing with no, that part. Or like the looking back kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew then. Right, right. But did you know when you were seven? I mean, not really, right? You didn't know what that was. Right. It's kind of like... When did you know you were, uh, like, Asian-American? It's like, well, you always knew, but what it actually means and how it affects your real life it, it is a different story, I think. Mm. No? I don't know if it's really like that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because when you grow up in Hawaii, it's the Asian-American thing is different. Than if you grew up like on the in a predominantly white yeah. Yeah, place. Okay, for me, I first knew, uh, well, it was kind of confusing, but I think like in seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade, I had a best friend and I was like, wow, we're really close. Like, this is different. This feels different. And then she came in and made a move to kiss me. And I went, whoa, no, it's not that. (laughs) And I just, I really thought it wasn't that. Mm -hmm. And then, but I think that opened the door to the possibility. Okay. And then I ended up liking somebody else Hmm. that was a girl. Hmm. So I didn't have the, you know, the element, like growing up. And honestly, I didn't think it was really an option. I think that's a huge part of the knowing. Even though I had gay people around me. You know, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird. I mean, I it just is. never thought I, except until presented with like, oh, I l- really like this girl. Mm-hmm. We're best friends. And then when she made a move, I thought, okay, for sure, I'm not. But then it just wasn't the right girl, hmm. kind of a thing. Hmm. So that. All right. Next question. Okay. So here, this this might be offensive, but we have been asked this. <laughs> And so we don't mean to offend anybody, and we're definitely not trying to offend ourselves. So here we go. <laughs> Who's the man in the relationship? Yeah, that <laughs> question. That's gross. Isn't that kind of well, gross? Well, it, well, well, you can't <sighs> look at me. Right? That's why when people mistake me for a guy... It's like it's you never, don't fault I'm never, them. Yeah, I'm never like, yeah, you're stupid. Like, how dare you? I'm like, well, you know, if you cut your hair like that, <laughs> if you dress like that, it's like, what do you expect? You know, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. So that question, um, you know, that question just comes from obviously the heteronormative yeah. uh, viewpoint. And, yeah. and that is the world 
that we live in mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, less and less so, which is nice and refreshing. But um, <clears throat> so who is the man in our relationship? What is the answer to that question for us? It's me. That's a joke. I think that's a joke. I think you are the man in appearances. Because <laughs> it ain't me. I'm the man when I take out the trash. Yes. yes. That's what I do. And sharpen the knives mm-hmm. and eat the stuff I don't want to eat and, in the house. And take the insects out of the house. <laughs> and, and wash fix the cars. Fix things. Right. Like change yeah. the light bulbs. Yeah. Right. So see, I am the man. In that way. <laughs> But see, men are ruled by, in, in heterosexual relationships, the stereotype is the women wear the pa- the woman wears the pants in the family, right? In the household. Well, I think it really depends, and, don't you think? And the woman wings the guy around. No, I think it depends. So I think I kind of wear the pants in that way. <laughs> it all depends. Obviously, this is a uh, tongue-in-cheek answer, but that's our answer. Yeah, all right. That's fine. Should we, should we, you know what, before we move on, we should uh, make clear that we do honor the idea of energies and types of oh, energies. Yeah. Like masculine, Good to say that. Good masculine to say that. energy oh, yes. and feminine energy. And when we use masculine and feminine in this context, it's not connected to a biological right. uh, sex, I think. Very good to clarify. Right, females can have masculine energy, and males can have feminine energy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So just that, and that is why when I've brought up, um, when I've brought up several times now that it seems like there are less femdike couples. Oh, and when you say femdike, you mean like a feminine, feminine looking, feminine presenting like me. Masculine presenting like you. Okay. I feel yeah. like there are less of those of our type of couple. Okay. Right. And there's more for the retro femme, femme, femme couples. Okay. But even with the femme femme couples, I find that one of them is more masculine in energy. Okay. So there's kind so, of that uh, a sense of polarity. Yes. Right. Actually, you need that for the attraction. That's what we think. I that's think our that's theory. True. Okay. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> okay. Do you ever look at a man and find him attractive? This is an interesting question because it depends on your definition of the word attractive. Much like the first question of when did you know that you like girls? Okay. Right? So attractive, I think just, wow, they're good looking. Wow. Like that feeling of like, Wow. Yeah, like wow, maybe that's nothing a good more. looking human being. <laughs> yes. Seriously, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're so, saying yes? So yes, do yes. I ever look at a man and yeah. find him attractive? Mm-hmm. Yes, like <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm like, damn, that guy is good looking. Look at him. Look at him. He's a piece of eye candy. His body too. It's like wow. I want to keep looking at him. Absolutely, I relate to that. So do I find it him attractive? Yes. But am I attracted to him? No. In, in a romantic or a sexual kind of way? Yeah. yeah. Zero. Like, do you get a little zing? No. Nope. 
I get an I get an aesthetic zing, mm-hmm. right? There's like, aesthetics. Wow. I'm like, yeah, that's a beautiful yeah. face. That's a beautiful man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where he's a manly man, uh. or whatever it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. W- well, yeah, tell same, me. Yep. You same really? here. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Really. All right. I mean, it's funny because you and I have had conversations like this before. So yes. Um, okay. Next question. If you're attracted to a masculine presenting type person. Oh, this is a question for Sienna. Then and why not just be with a man? Well, because when you're gay, you're gay. <laughs> and part of being gay is if you're, well, if you're a lesbian, you like women. Simple as that. Yeah. And even, and just as we said with a heterosexual couple, uh, each person is still um, presenting different uh, masculine or feminine energies at different times. The man doesn't always present the masculine energy. Energy. Sometimes wise. men are, you know, are presenting a feminine energy. Yes, but but energy is different from outward appearances. Yes, where mm-hmm. when you look at me mm-hmm. my outward appearance mm-hmm. in terms of my haircut and the clothes i wear because it's way more than that you are still a woman yes. and i am a lesbian and i like women would you say that you are see now i'm i'm getting more questions out of this are you saying that the women you would most likely find attractive are masculine presenting on the outside for me yeah yes yes because okay i know this is a hard question to answer in terms of giving an explanation because because you just feel how you feel i feel how i feel but Mm -hmm. truly like when you just think anatomically there's a big difference (laughs) men have different parts and i'm not into those parts i'm sorry that's fine. You have it. It's not your fault. You have it, right? Whatever. But I'm not into those parts. <laughs> okay. So you that, can't argue with that. So that. But I will say that women, whether you are masculine presenting, looking, or feminine presenting, it that part at the end of the day doesn't necessarily matter. I have found because I have dated both men and women. There is still an element about women that allows you to get closer Hmm. that I have absolutely found. There's an emotional connection that um, is more accessible. It just works for you. Yeah. And that's what we call the label lesbian (laughs) in our world. So, yeah, it's kind of inherent in the definition is is um the exclusion of males male people okay this okay next question so this isn't necessarily a lesbian question but we have been asked this was it love at first sight look you look like you got scared you got scared (laughs) (laughs) not first sight no no but maybe like i had to like third fourth or fifth sight Wow, so long. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> just that answering the question. So long. That's less. That's only counting on one hand. 
But if was you it know, love you at first know, sight for you? So long for it you wasn't to know. love at first sight for you either. <laughs> and that's okay. Well, I mean, I was intrigued. I was just like, hmm, what is this sensation I have? Hmm, hmm what hmm. is this? I feel alive. What is that? Hmm. Because it's not, you know what, for us, it wasn't on the site. That's why. Right. We, we met got- during music, doing music. So it was, you know. On first listen. Yeah, like we, you know. And we emailed. So it was different. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you a good Short out. Short answer is no. I'm giving you a good out. Okay. We're going to finish this discussion later. <laughs> All right. Next question. Do you call your partner your wife? We do not. We have friends you know who what? do. We have married friends who All refer to. All of our married to- friends call each other wife. All of them? Yeah. Oh, wow, I haven't yeah. gone through the list. But but no, Sienna <laughs> and I, we just call each other our partners. Partner or spouse. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, wife just doesn't feel good to me. Me neither. I am not your I, wife. Yeah, it's funny I don't know, how... It doesn't feel good. It, yeah, isn't it funny? Um, not ha-ha funny. How words will just be weighted down with yes. these these huge cultural connotations that I just, we don't subscribe to or abide by. So it's like, I don't want to use that word. That's what it is. And we don't have our own words. Yeah. Closest is partner. Yeah. So we'll take that partner. But I'm, but I once remember, um, remember Kiyoshi. So one of our friends who does music, he, he's heterosexual was with this woman and he introduced her as his partner. And she said, I don't like when you use that because I feel like your business partner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's funny. All right. Okay, next question. Um, explain the U-Haul thing. <laughs> is that real? Okay. So if you don't know, there is a decades-long joke about lesbians and U-Hauls. And it's because one of the stereotypes about lesbians is that when they get into a relationship, it happens really fast and they just move in. It's that connection thing that I was talking about. As soon as possible. And that's why... Pack up the cats. Let's go. (laughs) Pack up the cats and the flannel. (laughs) And all of your Indigo Girls CDs. Uh, yeah, so that's the U-Haul thing yeah. that we would explain. Now you know. And I've actually, that, that there's a reason it's a stereotype. So, all right. Have you, okay, this one's a little he- heavier. Have you ever been a victim of homophobia? My Well, my answer to that <laughs> is yes. And I guess I would just say that it's just throughout, you know, your entire, my entire childhood. Yeah. It was one big homophobia. Right. Right. For like, like for a lot of people. Yeah. Especially growing up. Religious. In, in yeah, the eighties, you know, the eighties. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. No, that's but when I mean, you're coming into your own in... and. Even if it wasn't, if, even if you didn't grow up in the eighties. Oh, you're talking about like even now. Yeah, like if you yes. if you're if you're in yes, a true if you're raised in a religious or true. certain certain kinds of religions. Yes. Um, 
Yes, I have been as well. Um, mine was a little more targeted with people spray painting things on my car. Um, and it was just really sad because mm-hmm. it was abso- It was when I was in um, law school and it was absolutely a law student because we had had a party um, and, you know, kind of like a get to know each other party. And someone had asked, or someone, I don't know, I forget what happened, but I said that I was gay. And then the next day, my car was spray painted. Isn't that horrible? I'm just shaking my head. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I have, I, I once dated a person that was masculine presenting, and we were... Um, you know, like before a movie starts, the lights are all still pretty bright mm-hmm. in a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And then you're walking down the, the thing and looking for a seat. Yeah. And so we were walking down and um, someone just yelled, uh, someone yelled dyke. Mm. And I was so like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. And both of those things happened in the Aloha State. Yes. Of Hawaii. Of Hawaii. All right. Okay, last we are at our last question. We are not going to be sponsored by the like tourism bureau, <laughs> the Hawaii Tourism Bureau. No, I miss home. All right. Um, are you all really obsessed with cats? Yes. Not all of us. Well, <laughs> and that's our answer. Okay. Uh, very correct. Yeah. Not not all lesbians love cats but i i i feel it's fair to say that probably 99 percent of lesbians love animals sorry that was my chair i know i heard it i would say that a high percentage of lesbians do love animals hmm. because i think being a lesbian teaches you to be compassionate i would hope so yeah being queer so basically lesbians just being non are... quote-unquote normal right? right if you're right. if you're um if you can be othered in yeah. some way, hopefully that gives an opportunity to, yeah, be uh, taught compassion. Oh my God, look, our episode went long. We were trying to do shorter episodes. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time, this is Sienna. And this is Toast. As always, inviting you, encouraging you to live your love story. We talk to the animals, and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast, hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Debbie Smith, and Meredith Tollison, we will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.